Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Ready? It's the roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. So we rep Jersey here all the time. I am a Jersey boy through and through, and I love the art and work that is done here in New Jersey. And Luna Stage, if you don't know about Luna Stage, you need to because they do put on some beautiful pieces of work. And I saw a familiar face is coming to Luna Stage because years ago I was cast in this very infamous production of The Music Man which is legend, just Google it and you'll see the New York Times and Playbill. And you know, it was a modernized version where Harold Till gets arrested and we may have a cell phone. Listen, the point of this all was stars were made in that production. Stars and stars and stars. And it was cast by the wonderful Jen Altman and it was one of the stars was Becca Schneider. And they have written along with my friend Casey, who's gonna come out here, a play called Trick Coming to Jersey. We need to put all the people, we are going to connect all of these dots right now and find all all about it. Jen, Becca, Casey, welcome. Hi. What an intro. (laughs) Why were you not in the Music Man in Sharon, Connecticut? Where were you? It's a shame, it's a shame. Where was I? Probably Portland, Oregon? Yeah. What year was it? Yeah. 2017, infamous indeed. But now we're all together. But, and here we are, Jen, it's so good to see you. Becca, it's so good to see you. See you. Hi. You two have been working together. Jen and Becca have been working together from when I met you both in 2017. You guys were already writing. How did this partnership come together? And what do you both do? And how did Casey get involved in this crazy? <laughs> yeah, well, Jen and I started a production company back in 2014, a small production company in New York. And we've produced a few plays here in the city. And a couple of years ago, we started talking about devising a new piece. And we went to college with Casey. We all went to Muhlenberg in Allentown, PA. And we looped her in because we thought another perspective and another brilliant talent would be useful. And we started chatting about making this play that now exists in the world. And it's called Trick. It does. It now exists in the world. And you can go to trickplay.com to get your tickets. Oh, that's fancy. (laughs) Power is on it. <laughs> Go to com and you can get your tickets to see it right here in Jersey. Or you could follow uh, on Instagram at Trick Play. If you're listening to us on the Broadway Podcast Network, it's T-R-I-C-H Play. So it's not trick like trick or treat. And we'll get to what does that mean 
and what are the meaning behind it all. Jen Holtman, who the casting for the stars here, Jen, <laughs> what, what, where did this idea for this show come to? And I'm assuming maybe it was Becca who had the idea, who had the idea first? Well, weirdly, we all kind of had the idea synchronously in the same week. Um, Becca, I had talked to Becca about what our next show was going to be, and we had been doing all of these very ambitious shows. The The show that we had done right before we started working on this was, was there eight people in the cast, right? It was a brand new play. But a really large set, a lot of projections. It and was massive. And we, yeah, we knew if we were going to do another show, we needed it to be a little something smaller that we could wrap our, our arms around a little more. Um, so I was talking to Becca about her story and she had mentioned that just just that week she had talked to Casey about the same thing. So we we joined forces and uh, three three are better than two for sure. <laughs> but it dates back to, uh, oh yeah, no, please talk no, to Casey. Please, I want to hear it. It dates back to when? Well, I was going to say, I've I've talked, Jen and Casey are both very, very dear friends of mine. And I have talked to both of them over the years that I, uh, the, the mental health struggles that I was dealing with in high school during my teen years, I've wanted to write about it since then, since I was 17. I've wanted to tell this story, but it was never really within my reach because I wasn't healthy enough, strong enough, didn't have accountability partners to help make that happen. And they both knew that that's been kind of living inside of me and both kind of gave me the little <laughs> loving push that I needed to, to get started. Well, that leads us right to what the show is about. So Becca, I guess you, you I wanna know, what what is Trick and what is the show about? Yeah, um, oh gosh. So I have a, a relatively rare, it's actually a very common condition called, but people don't know about it. And it's, it. should I talk about it? We had actually, is a lot of- it could be a it's secret. Kind of a secret. It's okay. kind of been part of the marketing is that it's this element of a secret because I kept it a secret. Okay. It was a, a real major secret for most of my life. And now I'm going on stage and talking about it very publicly. Uh, but it is it is a mental health condition that really plagued my my whole life, but primarily my teen years and how it affected my social life and at school and my grades and how I dealt with it emotionally and mentally and physically, or maybe didn't deal with it. And that's, that's primarily like the, the topic. And it's funny. <laughs> Has there ever been a more cliffhanger answer to a question? Now, now you better go get your tickets at trickplay, T-R-I-C-H-play.com. Uh, and, and so that you know, what, what is this tri trick of a trick? Mm. Casey, Yes. What's it like to work with them? What What is it like? Oh my gosh, it's a dream. It's a dream. Um, I mean, I've met. This is the first time working with Jen, which was incredible. I don't really consider myself a director, so to co-director with her, to co-direct with her was amazing, and I learned a lot from her. And Becca, I'm just a huge fan of Becca Schneider. I know we're friends, but I think she's one of the most talented, funny, smart actors out there. And so to work with both of them, we just had such a good rhythm such a good vibe we all are very different so i think we brought really different pieces to the table and we have a lot of respect for each other so i think we really created like a a very kind of sacred environment for becca to tell her full story and yeah it was just amazing and and easy jen what was the writing process like are you, I, i'm assuming you all don't 
do it all in person and you all are can be in different places and work schedules, et cetera. And it's a very personal story to Becca. So what was it like to, to collaborate with her on her story? And how do you give notes to someone that it's personal, like that they don't take it to heart because it's it's a fine line to share and bear such a part of your personal life and then have someone say, but I don't like it. How do you, how do you handle that? Carefully. For sure. <laughs> um, well, interestingly, we started we started putting all of this together um, in the fall of 2019. Um, so we started meeting monthly, and then the shutdown happened. So we were able to kind of ramp things up a little more than we would have had we been living our day to day lives. So we met weekly on Zoom, and we would give Becca assignments, and Casey and I would have little conversations about what we felt like we needed to hear a little bit more about. And um, yeah, a lot of like gentle nudging and also checking in to make sure that things felt safe and comfortable and like we were doing the right kind of digging and that it wasn't gonna be, there weren't gonna be any any major setbacks. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a very fruitful time. From the beginning, Jen and Casey were always prioritizing like my feelings, my safety, like that always came before the play. So I felt very cared for, which, and, and they're such wonderful humans and collaborators and artists that like, and we were always in sync in terms of notes. And if we weren't, we would work toward until we got to a place that we were all in agreement. And, and yeah, the gentle nudging is a very good way to, to put it. <laughs> There are a lot of times where I'm like, I don't know, there's something, I can't articulate what it is, but there's just, there's something that's not feeling like it to me yet. And I, I feel like I'm the least writer of the, the group. So I would defer to Casey a lot for her wisdom in that and Becca's experience. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. No, please. That's called the life of a casting director. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. <laughs> We're live. We're live. <laughs> and Becca, is there a fear or any anxiety about Yes. Not <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what's the rest of the question? <laughs> Getting it on its feet and, and performing it in front of an audience of people out here in Jersey that do not necessarily know you. They're not your friends. They're not your family. They they're not like the, the you know the fan club. Yeah. But they're coming to hear your humanity and your truth there's something thrilling and exciting, but there has to be some anxiety about it. How are yes. you, what are you doing to prepare yourself for this, this amazing rocket ship that you're about to jump on? Ooh, I love everything you just said. Uh, you know, when we first put this on its feet, 
two years ago, we um, did a, a small reading in August of 2021 to just, cause it had just been hours kind of on Zoom and we didn't have any outside perspectives yet. And that was the, probably the scariest day of my life doing it for 20 friends. And then we did it at the United Solo Theater Festival in 2021, where it was like a really big hit. And I was able to get a lot of those, all, all the, the doubt and the nerves and the concerns I have, whether it's working or not. I was assured that we'd made something that, that was in fact working. It's been two years, so all of those feelings are back. <laughs> I, I can guarantee you all the doubt, all the concern, all the fear is 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 right here. But I am I despite the anxiety, or perhaps because of it, I'm I am very excited to share it with almost more more so with people that don't know me. I mean, it's a harder challenge to get them maybe on my side right at the top, but uh, I'm excited. We we've really wanted this story to get as much exposure as possible, especially because it's about a, a lesser known thing and we want to raise awareness and encourage conversation about it. And yeah. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to be there. I'm super excited. I am just jump on, jump on the turnpike up to 208 and come on down <laughs> to the stage. Casey, I don't know if, 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 your expertise in, in this story, but maybe I, you can help under, us understand. For a writer that's out mm -hmm. here or that is writing, how does something like this show go from the brain to the page to a theater company putting it up and investing in it and putting it in their season? How was that journey for, for this piece? Oh my gosh, there's a lot of steps. Um, it's, I guess, hard to summarize. I mean, it began with Becca's idea and longing. And I think because the three of us started in such a small way, um, it was basically, you know, what they had explained, like we went so deep with the script because we had worked on it for two years, which is kind of rare with a theater piece. Usually you're you're putting it up, you're figuring things out. So I think we were able to get a really tight script first and then workshopped it, had a reading. Everything was just like incremental steps of how to get this because it's so hard to create something when you're thinking too big scope of, about it. It's like, oh, let's do a one woman show. It feels so big. So we were really incremental. And also what Becca said about her well-being being at the forefront, going slow enough to check in at each level. Um, and then we submitted to the festival, um, got really good feedback there. And then from there, Becca and Jen have been really putting the word out to other companies outside of New York City. Um, and so just, yeah, it's, it's just really been kind of those incremental steps. I always think about like, what is the next like manageable thing to do when something feels big? And then it just, all of a sudden you're here and, uh, that's also why it's scary, but it's also really, it's, it's going to be really good. <laughs> well, well, Jen, you wear a lot of hats. I know you are, you're not, I, I joke about being a casting director because I was introduced to you in that way, but you're not just that. You are an artist and an artistic and, and artistic leadership in many ways from that you do. Thank you. What, how do you describe the journey? What was it like when a company, like a theater company, like Luna reaches out or you reach out to them and they give the opportunity that now their subscribers, their base is gonna be able to see your show up on its feet. What is the day like when that phone call comes in? What was the reaction? It was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We've been working so hard to um, put out feelers to people that we, you know, we've been starting with our little, circles that we know and connections from various parts of our artistic lives and kind of rippling out from there. And and the Luna connection was pretty unique because we sent an email to their like info at, just a blind submission. 
they got back to us super fast. Like that doesn't, that doesn't happen. It's never going to happen again. It just happened to be the right fit for this company. Um, And, you know, like most of the other submissions are like, we'll get back to you in six to 12 months. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's a lot of patience and finding the wins where you can find them. And this is exciting to introduce it to a new, a new set of audience members. Well, Becca, without knowing what the show's totally about, but getting an idea it's about you and personal, um, I think it takes a certain type of actor to uh, to be able to tell their own story and be a storyteller alone on stage. There are some really great ones that are out there doing that right now. And I find it the most exhilarating thing is to be able to do a one-person show and tell your story. If mine is cabaret and yours is, is a dramatic comedic piece, it, it takes a certain kind of, I don't know, naiveness and stupidity and talent. <laughs> um, what was the journey like for you to get the courage to say, I'm going to do this by myself, as myself, and tell my story? Different than wearing a character and that hat. It's so true. I mean, I, well, one of the running jokes in the show is that I'm not a fan of solo shows. I I, I don't particularly care for them. And, well, and not because, not in the form, there, there are wonderful solo shows that exist, but a lot of them fall into very common traps. And, and I am so concerned about doing those, making those same mistakes that that was very much a, a conversation we were constantly having in the room, but as for having to go up there and just be myself or a heightened version of, no, it's just me. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the most vulnerable state to be in, which is not a state I like being in. And we kind of made that as part of the show. A lot of the writing process was Casey and Jen would give me prompts, writing prompts, and they would say, write a letter to your 15 year old self or describe something really emotional and, and intimate and like major detail. And then I'd be like, I'd rather make a PowerPoint presentation. Can we do that instead? So that that kind of avoidance became a part of the play and in that I wanna push the vulnerability as long as I can. And then finally like landing on my own two feet and uh, I'm like, I'm getting oh, like a little shaky just thinking about it right now of just like having a, not being able to hide in a, in a character and having to just stand there and like say what I have to say by the, you know, it's like a, a tug of war throughout the play, which is actually kind of funny once you know what it's really about. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, and by the end, you're, I, I, I hope that I'm standing in this very like open hearted, like chest wide open and as, as vulnerable as I, can be because in my even just my normal life off stage that's something I avoid whenever possible. So it's been a, a good learning experience both as an actor and as a human. Super, super exciting! I'm so proud and excited for you. And now I'm going to make you feel more uncomfortable, Becca. Casey, what has it been like to see her do this show now and be on its feet? What is it like to see her step into this and perform this piece? Oh, you're killing me! It has been. <laughs> I'm, I, I am so beyond proud. I think proud is a cheesy word, but I know Becca really well personally. We're really good friends. To see her kind of slowly open up and 
it's like she she hasn't so much changed as she's so much kind of remembering and becoming more into herself. Um, so seeing that arc and seeing her kind of just slowly and very courageously step into this has been such an honor to witness really because there's a lot of trust there and and it's stuff that Becca can't always see herself. So sometimes even with a lot of mental health, we don't see our own growth. So this has been a huge arc being together, the three of us on the show, because me and Jen have sort of witnessed all of this shifting in Becca and all this bravery. Um, it is it is so moving. I cry every time I watch it. <laughs> um, and it's just a delight because it is truly hilarious. Becca's one of the funniest actors uh, out there. So um, there's just lots of different layers, personally and professionally. It's been truly amazing. Yeah. And Jen, what are you, what are you, you've worked with, uh, you both, all three of you have worked together for a long time and know each other. What is it like? It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of Zoom calls. It's a lot of phones and texts and editing and editing and editing. And what is it like now to see her kind of blossom and, and to get this to be uh, here in this stage of its time? You're killing me, Robert. I can't <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I've been directing Becca since 2014. That's right. 2014 yeah um so to be able to to see her grow as an actor generally has been really remarkable and then to see her grow into this role is i i don't know it's such a gift to be able to help shepherd this story and be a part of this achievement yes. i can't say more or i will cry no, and, and Becca, I'll reverse it to get the attention off of you. What, what, what? How, how vital have Jen and Casey been to to you being able to do this? We don't have enough time. We don't have enough time for me to talk about that, and then I'll get emotional. Yeah. It's clear that how much we dislike each other. I think. Um, I, I, uh, what? T speaking of like multi hyphenates, I mean the the roles that Jen and Casey played in getting this out of me and onto paper and onto a stage, like. They're not just directors. They're not just collaborators. They're not just the writers' room. They're they're like, every they they held my hand. They shoved me. They nudged me. They loved me, and they uh, shaped this thing that uh, you know. I like I said before. I didn't I didn't want this. You can't go on stage and talk about the most vulnerable thing in your life and your biggest lifelong secret and have it be bad. I don't, that's, that's, that's not really an option because then you're, it's gonna, you're gonna move backwards in terms of your progress if it doesn't do well. And they, I always trusted that I could go out on stage and do this because they told me I could and they, they believed in it and they believed in me. So, and I, and because I trust them so much, it's just, you know, that, that constant, the, the circle just, we were feeding each other on a regular basis in terms of, how how we knew where where we were at with the the progress of the the piece and now like the writing's done you know there's like little tweaks but it we're basically remounting it right now which is like cool that we get to say that we're remounting it and that we just get to do it again a couple of years later and see how it's shifted and how I've shifted and and how the culture has shifted around this particular topic and it's very exciting Casey, yes, I, I, this is also so exciting for uh, for us all. Casey, are you are you are you in what is when is when is tech? When do you start? Are you in the space? What is the deal? Oh my gosh! Well, uh, I think tech probably doesn't start till one or two weeks beforehand. I think, um, but we're going to start rehearsing this Saturday, 
And Jen and Becca are going to be more of the full-time rehearsal mode. They're rehearsing a lot during weekdays during the day. They're going to be at the stage a lot. So I'm going to be at rehearsals when I can. Um, but that starts Saturday and then goes right up until December 1st, which is the opening. Yeah. So there's yeah. previews. So the tech week will be before then. Jen's going to run the helm on that. Um, but we're going to start to meet starting this Saturday at Becca's apartment. And start start rocking. Oh, yeah. This is where the magic happens. <laughs> Let's on Jen, those Christmas lights. Jen, tell us when is the run, if you don't mind. The run is from the run is from December first to tenth. I'm looking in Becca's face to make sure that I'm getting it right. We have um, we have weekday performances from we have Fridays at eight. Fridays at eight. We Saturdays have at three and eight. <laughs> Sundays at three. And one performance on December 7th, which is a Thursday at one o'clock. The whole schedule can be found at trickplay.com. Nice. Trickplay.com. Becca, for your brain and your life and, and, and what's going on, do you think, do you allow yourself to think post-December 10th? Or are you just focused on the, the now? The only moments where I'm thinking about post-December 10th is the future runs that we have to announce of when Trick is coming back to the stage and other locations, hopefully plural, but definitely one. Uh, but no, I, I mean, I, I, I I'm in very day by day mode right now, because if it's December 11th, that means the whole thing's over and I'm, I'm not ready for December 1st to happen yet. So we're, we're, I'm excited. It's we're not dive. over. And if you go not to trickplay.com, you can sign up for our newsletter and find out when we will be doing the show again. Yeah, you, if you can't come to Luna, if you can't come to West Orange, December 1st to the 10th, subscribe to our newsletter and you can come to one of the future runs or when it eventually comes back to New York City. Or if there's a theater near you that you think it should go to, please let us know. Is it clear we've been in pitch mode for a while? <laughs> That's my whole life is all we do is, as an artist. You forget about doing the art. You do The pitching is 98% of the job. That's right. Sometimes it's torturous, but it's part of it. What when we <laughs> when so what Luna Stage, West Orange, it's beautiful out there. Come on down to the West Orange, just go to Newark and make a left and keep going. And then you'll be there. And then you can come to Luna Stage and then it will be wherever it will be. I can't wait. I want it in print form. I want to go to Drama Bookstore and I want you to be able to buy a published copy because I need good monologues for my musical theater and acting students. So we need that out there. That blows my mind. <laughs> out there and we need to see this to continue to live on and, and to do this work and and one day Becca may gift it to the world and then there'll be little Becca Schneiders everywhere doing this play all around oh, that's, that's my goal. dream that's the goal yeah. I want to this this show is not about me it's all about you but I want to give a shout out to Jen because I have to say that um the, we joked about the music man but and I had sent this back to her in an email I had gotten out of a really rough divorce I was 32 years old I had never acted in 16 years, I was starting to go to acting school at William Esper in New York City, and I saw a local audition for Music Man, and I thought to myself, if I go to the local audition in Connecticut, they won't see the New York people, and maybe I'll be remembered. And it was it was Palm Sunday, and I drove up to Sharon, Connecticut, and I went into the church on a Palm Sunday, and a little Roman Catholic gay boy like me walked in, and I said, whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. And it was the first show I did in 16 years. I was not good in the show. The show did not me. Not true. That's not true. It was a very hard experience because I had to shed all of my insecurity and I was 
I'm not a harmony singer. I, I wasn't used to all of these musical theater titans and big and people that do it for a living. I was a little school teacher and I felt very in over my head, but the love and support that Jen saw in me and she gave me the opportunity. If I didn't have that opportunity, I don't think I'd be here. I don't think I would be continuing to work. And I thank you for trusting me and seeing something in me that I did not, I did not see at all. And um, and you were so important, and I don't even think I ever got a chance to really tell you. So I want to oh say, my gosh, thank you for giving me that opportunity because it was the start of of a whole new life for me, truly. Oh, it's amazing. You, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about casting is that you you want everybody to be wonderful, and you came in and you were, and we saw something special in you, and we knew you had to be a part of the play. And that means, and so now I'm forever indebted and I will be there. If you need me to be there for every show, I'll, 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 I'll we do. I'll tear <laughs> I'll do security at the stage door. Leave Beck alone. Get away. You know, no. Yes. Who I'd love a bodyguard. Hired. Done. That's it. <laughs> Trickplay.com. Jersey. Tickets are very affordable. It's affordable. It is a. Absolutely. It's short. It's super short. It's short. It's funny and it's affordable. And can you, there's nothing that you can. And if you're in West Orange, what else is there to do in West Orange on a Saturday night? Then they close the manor, which you guys don't even know about, but the manor used to means. be the all you can eat lobster buffet in West Orange. And it closed oh last year. Uh, well, they need a place to go. Need, they have to come to the play. We'll serve. We'll serve lobster bisque. Yeah, we'll do what it takes. We'll just add a budget line. It's totally fine. So I'll be in the concessions, just handing out <laughs> just with a ladle. Come on in. Yeah, you can do Perfect. that. Play.com, Jen, Becca, Casey, congratulations. I'm so proud and excited. Thank I can't you. wait to see it. Robert. Thanks for Thank having you so us. much. What a delight. Well, there you have it. How do you not love friends and people you worked with and did shows with and lived in a housing development over a summer to do the music band with, seeing them excel and fly. They said after the interview, they wanted to stress, it is fun. It is a funny show. It has a lot of musical theater and pop culture references, especially if you grew up in the 80s. It even has a reference, apparently, to the Music Man that we talked about and we did together. So make sure you check it out. Luna Stages is a great place to see shows. There's so many shows and great theaters to see in New Jersey. You don't have to cross the $20 toll and the $80 parking to see a Broadway show. You can see something right in your own backyard, no matter where you are. If you're listening to us in Germany or England or China or in the West Coast or Central America or the Midwest or wherever, there's great art and artists to be admired and to be supported. You can support this show by going to robertbannon.com. Check me out live in New York City December 9th for a Christmas extravaganza. It's going to be at Chelsea Table and Stage or stream my album called Rewind. Or just share this with a friend or tell a friend about the roundtable. And make sure you check us out every single day on the Broadway Podcast Network. I'm so grateful to be here with you. I look forward to the next adventure. Who knows who's going to show up? The best is yet to come. Join me next time on the roundtable where artists talk about art. Good night, everybody. Take care. Hey, 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.